0: Welcome to Humans R Us, human lives, human stories, a podcast about ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are the stories of people that said yes to themselves. Their experiences have helped to make them who they are in this moment. By sharing their personal stories, we hope to inspire others to live their truth. This is a podcast about growth, and being one's true, authentic self. Please be advised, this podcast contains adult content and language. Welcome to Humans or Us. Today's guest is Dr. Shayla Garland. She grew up on a farm in a tiny place called Elizabethville, Ontario, moved to Whitby around the age of t- 11, and graduated from McMaster University with a degree in life science. Shayla has been a naturopathic doctor for the last seven years. Hi, Shayla. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? Excellent. So let's just dive in. What is naturopathic medicine? All right. So
1: naturopathic medicine is using many different natural therapies to bring the body into balance. So everybody gets diet and lifestyle addressed because that's like the basis of health. Uh, That's like most of what I do. I like to really focus on that because then it's just like sustainable change that people can integrate daily as opposed to something like acupuncture, where it's like you have to come in and see me. It's just all in your hands, all the power. Uh, But then also we have uh, other supportive therapies. So we've got acupuncture, we've got uh, using homeopathy, hydrotherapy, using herbs and other supplements. So there's lots of other supportive things that we can do on top of those basics to really, uh, yeah, help someone come into balance. And then the whole point is to get to the root cause. So instead of just uh, making a symptom go away, but the problem's still there, we just get to the root cause of that, make it go away, and then there's, like, lasting sustainable change.
0: That is excellent. Um, I am obviously a lover of naturopathic medicine. Um, You helped me a lot uh, personally in the past. So that's why I wanted to talk to you today because I just think it's such an interesting, wonderful, different avenue for people to take, maybe even side by side with traditional medicine. Um, I know I've done both. Um, I have a family doctor and I love her so much. Um, You know, I adore you as well. (laughs) it's not it's
1: not a popularity contest we're just (laughs) all the love
0: (laughs) not a competition i know but yeah so i just think it's such a beautiful thing that you're doing and so how did you start your journey or i guess how did you know this is what you wanted to do with your life Uh, So it's actually
1: very clear to me. (laughs) It was like surprisingly like abrupt and clear. Um, So in what grade is it? Grade 10, I think when I was about 15, I had to do a civics and careers project. And so we had to pick a career that seemed aligned with us and do a little project. Um, And at that point in my life, I was good at a lot of things. So I was really interested in math and science and art and All the things. Uh, so I was interested in in all sorts of things and, um, I did my project on landscape architecture (laughs) because that was like botany and we've got the art of like what everything looks like. You got the science and like all the, all. All the things, the math, because you're planning things out. Um, and so, at the end of that project, I was on this like old school database at our school. I'm trying to think if there was even internet at that time, but anyway, so I was on some sort of database of all the careers you could possibly have, and somehow naturopathic medicine was on there because it wasn't really very popular at that time. And uh, and so it tells you like all about what it is. So There's some sort of database to tell you that, and I was like oh my God, like this is it. <laughs> just like Everything about this resonates with me. I am like so excited and like made my decision right there. Never, ever faltered on that decision at all to the point that like during my interview for the school, they were like, so what would you do if you weren't, you know, didn't end up being a naturopath? I was just like, that never even crossed my mind. Like it was like never an option that that wouldn't happen. I was just like I guess I would learn all the things separately. Like go to acupuncture school, go to like herbalist school, go go to all the things. Yeah, so I was just like never even crossed my mind. So my whole life was formed around that goal, and like even like traveling. I was like I talked to my naturopath when I was in university, and I was like. Do you have to like travel much? She's like, honestly, first five years, probably not at all. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have to get this all out of my system before then. So I did like a ton of traveling before because I wanted to have that experience to bring with me. Uh yeah, so that's that's how it all came about. And it was I felt very guided and
0: and uh, it was easy to yeah, take that course. That's beautiful that you found it so young. Yeah. You know, I have this theory that we have so many options now that we're fearful to kind of commit and we don't know what to do because we have so many options. So it's so nice that you, you found this thing at such a young age and you were like, Nope, this is it. I don't need to work anymore. This is my thing. This is who I'm going to be. And congratulations to you to like accomplishing that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was a lot it. I do want to point out like, uh, do you remember that Boz Lerman song? I think it's called like graduation song or something like that. And he's like, you don't have to, I don't remember the words exactly, but you don't have to decide what you want to do. The most interesting people I know are 50 and still don't know what they want to do. And I was always like, oh, damn it. (laughs) So it's like, I think there's like a benefit to not knowing what you want to do and like exploring a lot of things and making that enrich your life. Yeah.
0: Just because you are a naturopath as a profession doesn't mean you can't do those other things, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, on the side, because I think we're so lucky. Uh, now with technology and everything that we have so much more time to explore our interests. You know, it doesn't have to all be about work. So you can can explore outside of that profession, I think. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you did mention acupuncture. And so can you talk a little bit more about how that works on the body and the principles around how acupuncture can help people. Yeah. So it's pretty complicated. I'll try, try to give
1: like a basic one that actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like there are meridians of chi flow, chi being sort of like life energy sort of thing. Uh, and they're all throughout your body. And then you give someone a Chinese medicine diagnosis, which has almost nothing to do with a Western medicine diagnosis. Like there's a lot of like spleen stuff and spleen has nothing to do with the Western spleen. Um, and they're, so, like, based on their pattern of imbalance, you give them a Chinese medicine diagnosis, and then there are points on the meridians that will affect the flow of chi through that meridian. So, and there, so, there's different things that can happen in the imbalances. Like, there can be excesses or deficiencies. There can be stagnation; things aren't moving, stuff like that. And so, it's like the points, acupuncture yeah, points, will actually shift the flow of chi through that meridian and then um, help someone come into balance.
0: Thank you. That was very well put. Because um, I know it is quite complicated. Totally. It
1: took me like years to wrap my head around it.
0: <laughs> it's just, it's interesting because as someone who has had acupuncture done, it does seem rather simple uh, when it's getting done to you. Cause they just seem to know what they're doing and they just like come around and they'll like tap these little needles into you and It just seems so effortless on that point. But I I do understand that there is a whole um, thing behind it. And it is quite complicated.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The the learning people's patterns, that's, I think, the most complicated. It took me so long (laughs) to get it. But it's really cool once you get it.
0: (laughs) No, it is. It is so interesting to me. And you are actually the first person that did acupuncture on me. No way. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to thank you for that because I do, I love it so much and I haven't been for a while, but it, it, when I was going regularly, it, it definitely did help. I'm a big lover of acupuncture and I really need to maybe 2021 will be the year I get back into it. Stress has been a big deal this year. I know I've been dealing with all types of stress. I didn't even think was possible. And so have so many other people. Do you have, again, like nothing too complicated, but any advice to help people de-stress in order to move forward from this year into 2021, hopefully with feeling a little lighter, maybe a little more hopeful. Mm -hmm,
1: Totally. Um, So stress is one of my focuses in practice. So I might, I might not make it too simple, but
0: (laughs) stress is a big thing. It's so important to manage your stress level and it affects us so intensely in ways that we do not understand still, I believe. Definitely lasting impacts. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said I won't make it simple, but
1: I, w- I might not make it. I might talk a lot about it. Anyway,
0: <laughs> talk a lot about it. This is something I'm super interested in. And I think more people should hopefully pay attention to their stress because, again, it does impact you in ways that you don't realize, I think. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. So it's
1: hard to give like a really overall sort of statement about it because everyone's experiencing something really different so I actually just uh, was listening to a podcast about um, sort of making your language about it really specific so instead of just like I'm stressed be like are you angry are you irritable are you are you fearful like what is it that's going on because like stress is really basic and like not really specific at all and so that's sort of what is happening with people is, is, are those other things. It's not really just stress. And so you can't just be like, stress, do this, because everyone's having a different experience. But I find a lot of the time when people are stressed, it is about like a control thing, especially if it's more of an anxious stress. So it's like there's this locus of control that we, if you put like a circle around you, like this is what I can control. Everything within this circle, I have complete control over it. And then everything beyond that, I don't. And that's scary and it's unpredictable and it's like out of my hands. And so it's like, huh, that's that anxiety provoking because you can't control it at all. Uh, so it's sort of like recognizing what you can do about your situation. So for example, with COVID stuff, it's like, okay, like what can I do about my health? What's in my hands to make myself healthier? or the people around me. And then beyond that, there's nothing I can do. So it's like, whatever's outside of that, the key is like recognizing it's out of your control and just letting it go. Cause it's like, there's no way you're ever going to have control over that. And trying to have control over that gives us anxiety. So it's like, just let it go if it's outside of that. And then just focus on the stuff that you can control. So yeah, your health with like finances, it's like, okay, you lost your job. Okay. Deep breath. Like, what can I do about that? Can I start applying to things can I can I build my skill set so then when jobs do appear again I've, I've got this ready to go like focus on all the things that you can control and that like can really help that um so that's just like a common theme like that's not going to be the the um epicenter of it for everybody but I just find that that comes up a lot for people um and then like breathing is, like super super important it's something I'm not doing right now because <laughs> I'm so excited um So yeah, deep breathing, it will activate your vagus nerve because that's what innervates your diaphragm. So just deep breathing alone is like extremely important because that'll activate that parasympathetic nervous system, which is the opposite of your sympathetic, which is your stress response. And it'll get you into that like rest and digest, state, really calm. And so that alone for stress kind of probably no matter how you're feeling, it can be really helpful. Many people will come into my office and like we'll we'll do the deep breathing together like put your hand on your belly take a deep breath and like no movement there they think they're deep breathing but it's like going into the top of their lungs or something like that. So I really recommend like putting your hand on your belly imagine yourself blowing up a balloon that's in your belly so that you're really directing that air down. And then like feeling that come out and it might take a while, like practice it and be like, okay, like, is my belly actually protruding? Cause it's like, as the diaphragm moves down, it will push the contents of your abdomen out because that is the actual engagement of that vagus nerve. So it's like really important to know that you're doing that. And like, we're so, we're like tight all the time. Like this is where a lot of people hold their stress. We're like trying to like keep our tummies tucked in, you know, there's so much tension there that it yeah it can take a lot of practice to really like open that up meditation which is based on the breath anyway and so um it's like super super grounding if you're feeling really like up in the in the up in your head and and a lot of anxiety that can like really bring you down to earth and on the same sort of (laughs) note like yoga so that's more um like it it is based with the breath because each movement is based on that but then also there's a lot of like letting go of the tension in your body but also in chinese medicine bringing that back to that conversation um liver qi stagnation is really common when we're stressed so it's like the whatever, the chi of the liver st- stops moving. And one of the best ways to move it is something like yoga, tai chi, qigong. So it's really great for relieving that stress and getting that stagnation or tension or pain out of your body. Um, yeah, so there's lots of great like, basic ways that will apply to a lot of people feeling stress, no matter what it actually is. Um, but really trying to figure out what that stress is to you and then trying to figure out how that would how you can deal with that because that is your specific thing. Like in naturopathic medicine, we always deal with the individual. So it's like this overarching statement might help like 80% of people, but it might not help you if that's not quite how you're experiencing it. So that's the sort of conversation that we would have in, in a visit. Um, but yeah, you can do some work on it too if you can figure out what it is exactly that's stressing you out.
0: I think that's so great. So many things that can help people. I know me personally, I've meditated on and off for years now. Again, you were a catalyst to that. And it has greatly helped my anxiety, my depression, like my stress levels. I feel like I can really deal with Things that used to really upset me now are just water off a duck's back. It does really help put things in perspective. I will add some little meditation apps, free ones and paid ones in the show notes. And even now, like you can do yoga at home, all those things together. Like I just, yeah, it's such a beautiful practice in maintaining your stress because it, it, no matter what causes your stress, it's important to breathe. Yes. Yeah. definitely and I one of my favorite
1: quotes about that let me try to remember this quote actually (laughs) um so it's you can't can't change the way can't stop the waves can't stop the waves but you can learn to surf so it's like the stress is going to keep coming it's just how we manage it right so like really these tools are like life skills that are things that you can do to ground yourself and and feel in control and separate yourself from your thoughts so you're less reactive all that sort of stuff and it's really really powerful. And I like people to have that. I'll also do the other supportive things, nutrients, magnesium, et cetera, herbs, stuff that will help calm people. Cause it's like, then we get them into a space where they can feel better. They feel less anxious so that they can practice these skills. And then you slowly take them off that if they, if they don't need it anymore. And then they're like, Oh, I'm good. Like I I have control over this. And then it's like empowerment, right? It's like, you can do it. You've you've got all the skills inside your lungs (laughs) or inside your head and all that. I love, I love when the power goes
0: inside them. Oh, I just love how you're such a cheerleader for people. <laughs> Thank you. It can't, well, obviously what we put in our bodies is really important. Food is medicine in some ways. And so I know you used to be a lacto ovo vegetarian, which means that you didn't eat meat, but you did consume dairy and eggs for many years but now you eat meat. So can you talk a bit about your journey of how you went from being a veggie to an omnivore? Cause frankly, a lot of people do it the other way. So yeah,
1: <laughs> it's true. I'm, I'm back to the dark side.
0: <laughs> no, It's not, it, you know, for me, how you choose to eat is how you choose to eat. Um, and I think you need to make that decision for yourself and your body So I just think it's so interesting because when we met, you told me this because I was a vegan when we met. Um, Now I'm a vegetarian again uh, because veganism really did not sit well with my body. I just think this story is so interesting because it's so personal to you. And I really thank you for sharing that. And also, it's not a story that a lot of people talk about. Right. Okay.
1: And thank you as a vegetarian for Having me tell the story, yeah. <laughs> when I was twelve, I stopped eating meat, and um, <laughs> Yeah, nice. Good age. <laughs> yeah, so um, I went to my mom, and I was like, "I'm not going to eat meat anymore," and she thought it was a phase. <laughs> oh, how I proved her wrong. Um, and so she, which I, okay, so what she's about to tell me, I think is like amazing that she made me do this. She was like, "Okay, fine," but. For one, you're going to cook your meals or at least like health. And then you're also going to go to the library and you're going to learn everything you can about being a healthy vegetarian. Because Like, I don't want this in my hands. <laughs> and I'm like, that is fair and awesome. And that probably helped me start my journey <laughs> to naturopathic medicine because it was like all this uh, consciousness around what I'm eating, what I need, how that affects my body, etc. Um, at that time, there wasn't, I don't think, like maybe I just missed it, but I don't think there's quite as much information at that point. Um, but there was a good amount. Like I just, I think I was just missing a couple things. So I learned what I could. Um, and I knew, like that's when I became totally obsessed with protein. <laughs> so I was always super, super conscious about getting like a ton of protein at every meal. Yeah. I've memorized all the lists of like how much protein is and everything. Like I was really, really into it. Um, and then made sure I took my iron and my B12. Cause I knew that that would be something that you get very, very little of with vegetarian diet, um, or nothing at all. Like with vegan diets, you'll get zero B12 cause it's only in animal products. Um, in terms of the iron, um, it's just like really unbioavailable in vegetarian diet. So it's, it's there, but it's all locked up in the beautiful fiber that's in vegetables and stuff like that. So, Uh, It's just really, really hard to absorb. I think it's something like 10% of the iron that you take in, you'll actually absorb. It went fine for like quite a while. And then I went to naturopathic college, (laughs) which is really intense. It's like by far the most intense schooling I've ever done. Uh, you know, like 13 exams in a week sort of thing. Like it was like insane, the most unnaturopathic
0: <laughs>
1: living I've ever done. Uh, and I was like, so depleted. Like I was the one that would fall asleep in every class. I started like just not being able to remember anything. I was just like, nothing's working. And so my naturopathic intern at the school I was like, Shayla, if you just started eating meat again, I think everything would change. And I was like, don't tell me that. <laughs> I really don't want to let go. She planted that seed. And then a year later, I had my first lic- licensing exams. And I was about to go to Haiti to um, volunteer with Natural House Without Borders. And I was like, "I something's got to give. Like, I feel awful. I, like, I have these licensing exams. I have to remember a couple years of information in, you know, a day and so I was like, I, I've got to try something. I'm like, okay, finally, like I made the decision to have only like humanely raised meat and like sustainable if I can get it organic and grass fed, like obviously awesome. And then I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to eat it again. Um, So yeah, I made like a super conscious decision and like, it was, like a really funny story from Haiti, but anyway, <laughs> it, was, like, it was like of all the places to not be picky. Like I was like, this is like a good opportunity to, you know, not be like, I can't eat half the things you want to give me. Um, so I started eating meat again and felt much better. My energy increased, um, memory. I, I passed the exams, <laughs> uh, continued on for the next couple of years. Everything shifted for me drastically. And I was like a very dedicated vegetarian. Like, like, as I said, super well versed in the protein, took my supplements, all that sort of stuff. The couple things that I now know we're missing were the um, omega-3s that you can pretty much only get from fish unless you're somehow eating algae. <laughs> and then also your vitamin D, which could definitely have affected those things as well. So maybe it was like I just was missing those. I a lot of things shifted for me. So when I'm talking to patients about it, like I'm definitely obviously open to working with vegetarians. I just want to always make it so clear, like it's very, very difficult to be a really healthy vegetarian just because so many things are inherently lacking in that uh, diet. So I think some bodies deal with it differently. Like you said, like veganism definitely didn't sit well well with you, but vegetarianism is. But it's, yeah, just sort of experimenting with that. And if it's not going well and getting your levels checked, like you're ironing your B12 to make sure that they're all right Uh, and go to an ND or tell an ND about your numbers, because the optimal values are very different from what you'll see on your lab values. Um, So we want ferritin at like 50 to 80. We want um, B12 around 500. So it's like drastically different from what you would see on a lab test.
0: Comes down to it just wasn't working for you. For whatever reason, your body after how many years was just like, no. And I think it's so important to listen to your body and which is something going to a naturopath has definitely taught me and meditating and yoga is that listening to my body is so important. And just because something's worked for you for 14 years, doesn't mean it's going to work for forever. I just think it's such an important lesson to just stay tuned to what's going on for you. And, you know, you do seem so happy and healthy now and it definitely works for you. Yeah.
1: And and if you think about it too, it's like, so the reason I became a vegetarian was not for health reasons. It wasn't like, cause I thought something was wrong with eating meat in that sense. It was that I was really connected to the animals and, and the whole industry was awful. You know, I watched like the, the vegan videos and I was like horrified. So that's the reason I became vegetarian. So it's like, if I make a conscious decision to eat stuff that's treated well, that at least lessens that like I understand I'm still eating the animals and I try to be really conscious of that I remember at the beginning I would always like thank the animal and I wish I actually would keep doing that but (laughs) it was like I'm really sorry but I appreciate your life and like thank you and like for this gift you've given me it's sort of like that's why I always ask people like why are you vegetarian sometimes they get their back up and I'm like no I'm just trying to like understand why? Like, is it for health reasons? Because I can tell you it might not be the best, you know, health for you potentially. Um, or is it for like animal rights, da, 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 and trying to figure out um, where they're coming from so that we can work with that if, if need be.
0: Well, I do have a follow-up question. So when you went back to eating meat, was it quite difficult for you? Because your body hasn't hadn't had meat in quite some time. Actually, it wasn't at all.
1: Um, I guess my enzymes were still like, yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> we got you. Um, the first thing I had was fish because I am actually like totally obsessed with seafood. Um, and it was like totally fine. Like nothing I ate at all like didn't get digested properly. So yeah, it was it was actually pretty easy. I know not everyone has that experience,
0: but yeah. So then it definitely was the right choice. Thing your body was saying, yeah, this is what we wanted. This is the time you we were tired and not feeling well. This is what we want.
1: Exactly. Give it to me. <laughs> totally.
0: So to keep on the food train, let's talk about sprouts. You um, are so passionate about them. I think this is one of the first conversations you and I ever had. Um, and I love to eat them, but I am weirdly scared of them because I know you couldn't grow them. And you've talked about this so many times with me, and I've yet to try and grow grow a sprout. Uh, So can you just talk about your passion for sprouts and why they're so delicious?
1: I get really into them because usually, maybe not with you, I don't know how much conversation we had before I got into the sprouts. But um, usually by the time I talk about sprouts to people, we are like at a more advanced stage, (laughs) like they've already done all these other things. And I'm like, if you want to take it to the next level, (laughs) we can talk sprouts. And so then I'm like really excited because they've already done a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, we're going, we're going to the next level. Um, So the reason I get so excited about them too is because, especially for a vegetarian diet, if a large part of your protein is coming from like nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, grains, um, you can make them way more digestible and get a lot more out of them, like more bioavailable nutrients if you sprout them. First you soak and then you sprout. So even if you just soak, you're doing yourself a favor. And then if you also sprout, then it's like double whammy. Um, and so what happens if you think about what I just said? So uh, nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, grains. If you think about them as like these little uh, like potential lives, <laughs> like they're all kind of like seeds, right? Like if you planted them technically, they could all grow something. Um, so that all their nutrients are like locked up because they're not going to just sprout on your table. They're going to sprout when they're in the right conditions. And so um there's all these like enzyme inhibitors going on because they're like, no, we don't want to just sprout anywhere. Like just keep everything locked up. So then when you soak it, they're like, oh, we're in like a warm place. It's moist. Let's, let's do this thing. And so then they start degrading all those things. And so then all these nutrients become available. You actually are like, growing this thing and creating life. And then everything becomes way more bioavailable, really digestible, uh, and like this like beautiful living thing. So the way you do it is you all those things I just said, nuts, seeds, beans, leggings, grains, you soak them for a certain amount of time. And whatever you're soaking, you can like look up or if you want to email me, I can send like a sprout handout. So it's a certain amount of time, usually like eight to 12 hours, you soak it with a little bit of apple cider vinegar. And so the apple cider vinegar also helps degrade those things so that you can release the nutrients and then you rinse them. So that's, that's the soaking stage. That's it. You just like soak them for that amount of time, rinse them off at the end, and then you're good to go. And you can either cook them pretty much at that point, you can only cook them. And then if you want to go one step further, you do the sprouting and that's when you'll rinse them twice a day. So you just like Put the water in there, smush it around, and then, um, dump it out through like a colander. Or if you're, if you do it in like a jar, you can have like a little mesh and, uh, the top of a mason jar around the mesh to, to seal it on. And then, yeah, so you just like, like rinse them twice a day and you've got sprouts. And like, it's incredible. Like it's tiny. Like you do like lentils, like you have like, a little like half cup of lentils. And by the end you have a full jar of these like beautiful sprouted lentils. And those you can eat without even cooking. Like they're all already ready to go. And they're so good and fresh and like a salad. Um, or you can also cook them and you just have really digestible protein and all those great nutrients are available to you. So I get really excited about
0: it. <laughs> that is sprouting. <laughs> it sounds so simple. <laughs> a little bit of the fear of the unknown. I do soak things, so I just have to go one step further because I like, I soak nuts sometimes and, you know, to make various vegan replacement things. Um, Because I also used to make my own almond milk. I was in my late 20s. But (laughs) like, it just, I guess it's just that one step. I don't know. I'm going to do it. That's it. Don't worry. This is what I'm going to do. And I put photos of it on inst- on the humans are us Instagram, because this is going to make me do it. It's not bad. Yes. <laughs> You're going to love it. I'm holding you accountable. <laughs> it's going to happen. Finally. I, cause I know once I do, it, I'm going to be like a crazy sprout lady, I'm going to be so excited about it and just make, Crazy sprout concoctions. Um, they do. I love sprouts. They're so delicious. Just eating them. They're just, I don't know, they just taste so heavenly.
1: Yeah. yeah. And they're so cool. Like they they look so like fresh and alive. And like watching them
0: grow is amazing. Like a couple days and you have like plants. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I did go a little plant crazy during the, like in March, um, because I found this place that delivered plants. So I bought a lot of plants. A lot of them have not survived the year. Um, so my green thumb isn't, is like half good. So we'll see.
1: keep working on it. Keep working on it. You've got this. I, mine used to be terrible and that way.
0: Good. It's, not, it's a skill. I can see all the plants behind you now. They're fantastic. Um, so good to know that green thumb is a skill I can develop. Absolutely. That is great. Those are all the questions I have for you today. So if someone wants to get in touch with you and you know maybe make an appointment or follow you on some social things, where can people find you?
1: All right, so my website is shaylagarlandnd.com, So S H A Y L A Garland. Someone asked me about Instagram once the other day, and I was like, I don't remember. I think it's Doctor dot. So dr dot. My full name, Shayla Garland. Ninety percent sure. Um, and then on Facebook, I believe I'm Doctor Shayla Garland ND, something like that. Yeah. So if you search something like that, yeah, you'll find.
0: Yeah, I will totally put these in the show notes. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, go see an ND. <laughs>
1: Everybody. Yeah, it's just like a whole a holistic approach to dealing with your health. And we can deal with like any concerns, like almost anything at all. And yeah, I'm really excited about our medicine. I think it's the best way to to bring, bring bodies into balance and get everyone healthy. So we're resilient and uh, we can overcome anything. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for speaking with me today. For giving my first podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's always such a pleasure to be around you. You are literally a ray of sunshine. Thank you. (laughs) And everyone should go see her. Thank you, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Much
1: appreciated.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Humans Are Us. Never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to rate and review. Enjoyed this episode? Share it with someone you think would love to connect with our growing community. Do you have a story to be shared? Check out our website and send us an email or connect with us on Instagram at humansrs.